Hello, everybody. This is Cody Bateman. Welcome to a brand new episode of our Relationship Marketing Podcast. Super, super excited for who we have on the show today. And um, just recently finished up with our Relationship Marketing Grand Summit. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to see that, and any to go to uh, rmgs2020.com and check that out. Uh, there's a way that you can go and uh, purchase the recording of the RMGS. Let, let me tell you, a lot of our hosts or a lot of our uh, guests that have been on this show over the last year or so were featured speakers at the RMGS. And man, did they do an incredible job. Like it was just incredible. The content it was so content rich. It was such an honor to be part of that thing and to, to see it pulled off the way it was a virtual event. So I encourage you to do that. And we're just going to keep bringing on a guest like we have today. The, these guys and girls are, just, man, they're just so good. They're so good. And without further ado, we got another one today. Matt Zinman. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Cody. Thanks for having me. I don't know. You propped me up pretty high there. I feel like well, I've, I'm you know, I've got... Prop you. I'm st- <laughs> Still going to prop you. I, do, I wanted to bring you on, but I, I'm going to prop you up a little bit just to kind of tell our listeners a little bit about you. Uh, sure. Matt Zinman is a difference maker devoted. Th- this is interesting. This is the first line of his bio. Check out, check this out. The first line of his bio says, devoted to personally enrich the lives of at least 100 million people by 2025. Well, that's probably going to be my first question to you, by the way is an interesting way to start a bio. You're going to enrich a hundred million people in the next five years. That's a pretty lofty goal. His new book, Zisms: Insights to Live By, is based on his experiences as an entrepreneur, athlete, single parent, caregiver, and nonprofit founder. He's also the host of Insights to Live By, a podcast that invites guests to share their own pearls of wisdom. So from one podcaster to another, Matt, welcome to the show. And let's uh, jump Thank right you. in on that first question. Like, did it just come out of a hat? Like, I think 100 million is good enough. Let's go hit 100 million people. Where you know, did that come from? Not, not quite. Maybe a, you know, a few articles beyond the hat. I, after publishing the book, uh, for me, you know, running the nonprofit, the book wasn't associated with any business. I'm not a coach. I'm not looking to hold it up you know, for business uh, purposes. And I didn't really have any end game. And in my introductions, I've been talking about, I want to personally enrich the lives of as many people as possible. And after saying it a number of times, it just wasn't concrete enough. I really like to be very specific. And I've really been enjoying leaning in and having these kinds of conversations. And so I wanted to put a goal and establish an intention uh, and what is that? And I thought, well, maybe 10 million. And I was like, well, if I can do 10, I can do 100. And it, and it, sound, it may sound odd to add the zero, but not, not in the modern world. Not when it comes to social media and uh, the types of things I'm looking to do. I think that's very achievable. Well, it's very specific. It's very specific. In fact, you know, you, you have in your book and in your podcast, you have become an influencer, you have become a coach, you have become somebody that, that dramatically helps other people to better their lives. And, you know, I, I got to believe that a lot of your advice 
does fall around being being specific. You get you got to get specific about what you want. And now, and you're a great example here because <laughs> you say flat out, "Well, I'm going to go hit 100 million people." That's specific. Now, I, I do want to talk about that. We say a lot here. I, I coined the phrase, the, the story in your mind becomes the story of your life. You got to put it in your mind first. You're putting right. a story in your mind. It's at least 100 million people by 2025. Right. That's exactly How, right. And, and I say yeah. the same thing in terms of what you say. I talk about what we expect tends to happen. Yeah. So, so you expect to hit 100 million people. I expect it. Year. Yes, exactly. And isn't that like half the battle? Probably more than half. More than half. So mindset that this we're talking mindset stuff. Mindset right. is more than half the battle. Now there's a lot of people that are going to say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's, it's the air heavy lifting. It's the fundamentals. It's the stuff you have to do the grind that you got to do every day to reach your goal that, that makes it all happen. But what you're saying is more than 50% of it is mindset. How much of it is the heavy lifting? How much of it is the day-to-day -day routine and grinding it out? Sure. Hey, you know, there's going to be any number of variables depending on the person, depending on what their intention is. I don't know if there's a way to pinpoint that exactly. But, you know, what you said, tell me, say your expression one more time along the same lines. Story in your mind becomes a story of your life. Right, right, exactly. You get to choose, you get to choose the story in your mind. In fact, I wrote a rap song about it. Really? We'll have to save that. That could be the finale for sure. You get to choose the story of your mind, good or bad, only you can find. We get to choose the stories of our life. And, uh, and there's significance to that because most people put bad stories in their mind. And then they manifest bad stories. They manifest negativity in their life. You're the kind of guy that goes out and you're going to hit 100 million people in the next five years to switch that. You know, right. uh, it's positive stories you got to put in your mind. Now you say it. Now, now I'm going to ask you, how do you say it? <laughs> I say stories in your mind. How do you say it? What we expect tends to happen. So what we expect to happen. So if we right. expect negative things, which most people do because they sit and watch the news all day. So the only thing they see is negative. So what they expect in their life is negative. They expect negative outcomes. And, uh, but we get to choose the stories in our mind. So we can, you can change the expectation. How do you take a negative, super negative person in a super negative environment? And how do you get them to change their mindset? How do you get them to flip the switch over to the positive side? Well, for one, that's not going to be as easy as flipping a switch. Somebody who is that way is in some form of a habit. So, for example, one of the principles at the foundation of the book is called earned confidence. And it's something that we all have, which is to say, wherever we are in life, we've all been through whatever it is that we've been through, and we're still here. Right? We're still standing. We have the earned confidence to know if we've been able to overcome whatever challenges we already have, what do we have to worry about? There's no reason to worry. You're kind of outsmarting yourself here. And so when you talk about negativity, Cody, that takes me right to worry. And worry can be a habit. And so if you look at things like earned confidence that grounds you in the present, you know that you 
can just handle things and deal with the real as they come. But when it comes to the habit of worrying, you can't catch it all the time. And you have to really work at it and train yourself. And so what happens when you worry about something and then it never happens? Well, you have to stop and you know, do the 2020 and look back and say, well, what did I do to myself for no reason whatsoever? And even worse, what did I do to anybody else I might have talked to about that worry? And how we all have a personal responsibility around the energy that we have and what we exchange when we you know, affect one another with talking about worry. And then the other part of that is, if in fact, what we expect tends to happen, which is really rooted in the law of attraction, then worry being a mindset around setting expectations about things that we do not want to happen could actually have that causal effect, right? So the worry itself can cause the very thing you're worried about to happen, right? Because you expect it. And that's the same thing I think you're saying too. Yeah, that manifestation process. We had a, a lady, I, I, and I, I feel bad because her name skipped my mind right now. She was one of the speakers at the RMGS Relationship Marketing Grand Summit we just had. And she did a little thing on there about this worry thing that was really powerful. She said, uh, make a list of all the things you're worried about. Just make a big long list of all the things you're worried about. And then when you get done with that list, what I want you to do is go back and circle everyone that you have no control over. So make the list first and then circle the ones that you really don't have any control over. And what you find when you do that is the majority of your list is circled. Right. So there's only a handful of things on your list that you have any control over. And then she says, now go focus on those things. The rest of them, don't worry about them because you don't have any control over them. Right. So, right. you know, it's, it, it, I read in a book somewhere, there, it said there's, there's, three, there's three things. There's three kinds of business. There's, there's my business, there's your business, and there's God's business. Now, which one do you have control over? There's only one of those that you have control over, and that's your business. My, right. my business is what I control. I can't control your business. I certainly can't control God's business. I, I don't, but, but would you agree that the majority of what people worry about is other people's business or God's business? Well, they definitely get out of their own wheelhouse for sure. I mean, we have so many moving parts of everything going on in our lives. And, and I think that what you described is a great exercise to isolate um, what it is that we have control over. And I actually do something very similar in the book called A Perception Snapshot because our world is naturally shaped by a number of factors. Perception itself being one of those major filters. Earned confidence is also one of those filters because that's about grounding and just being present. You know, is your mindset around those worry and that negativity not being what's happening right now? And then the third filter that I speak to, at least, you know, that one aspect of the book is around mood health. And, uh, you know, are, are you depressed? You know, are, are, at any given time of the day, you know, that's going to completely change your, your world around seeing the very same set of circumstances as being an optimist versus a pessimist doesn't circumstances are the same but how do you how do you view them um and so the perception snapshot not to get too far down a rabbit hole really does isolate 
those different parts of your life? You know, are my basic life needs met? Is everyone around me healthy? You know, am I healthy? You know, after that, if you can check off the positive column on those things, um, most everything else is more, you know, life, transactional, and a lot of reasons to be grateful. So you said mood, mood shift. What was it? Mood health. Mood health. Okay. That, I love your choice of words, by the way. You, 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 in fact, you know, Z-isms, I'm sure that comes from your last name, Zinman. I, I like how you hook people with the, the unique words that you use. The, the, your book's titled Z-isms. Uh, I certainly want to figure out now what a Z-ism is, so I'll probably open the book and read it. You know, that's good stuff. Or this I could tell you right health. now. How about well, yeah, tell right yeah, tell me right now. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone's wondering. Well, you're right. I mean, there is a history behind the Zisms, and I have an affinity for the letter, you know, always being in the back of the class. Um, and, uh, but what we're talking about, people think of isms are maybe quotes or quips, and that's not really what this book is. It's, it's a full-fledged book, um, although certainly there are call-outs to emphasize things that are said throughout the book. But a Zism is basically an insight to live by. It's those life lessons, those guiding principles we all have, pearls of wisdom, right? Call them by any other name that we share in order to enrich the lives of others. And so, you know, I have, you know, on my podcast, for example, I have the guest episode and the solo show. So my guest episodes are focused on having other people come and share their Zisms and their pearls of wisdom to delve into. And so really everybody has those. Okay, so let's go back. So those are Z-isms. And again, I like to go back to uh, mood. Now you're going to have to say it again. Mood Mood health. Mood health. Okay, so mood health is, uh, I call that a hook. Mood health hooks me in. Like I want to know what is mood health. Mood health is interesting because I certainly have moods. Sure. So I instantly start to think, okay, how is my, how healthy are my moods? Right. That's what I instantly thought when the first time you said mood health, I instantly thought internally, how healthy are my moods? I'm starting to question, is that kind of what mood health's about or what? Yeah. Yeah. You're very much on target, Cody. The, the fact around the book is that I speak to it. It's like having a personal conversation with the reader. And if I'm going to get personal and talk about these different topics, I felt it was very important to put myself out there. And in one of the main ways I did was to, disclosed that I have had to uh, battle depression since my early teens. And it's something that, you know, certainly now I'm in my early fifties that I really need to manage very uh, directly and, and be very mindful of how I'm feeling at any given time so that I don't, you know, it it really is kind of like sinking in quicksand is, is, is the way I describe it. So in that chapter, there's also a mood scale, which in, if you think of it more of a, like a thermometer, you've got that, that center area that's kind of normal, happy, normal, sad. It doesn't really matter what normal is. No one really gets to quite define that exactly. But when you start dipping below, um, and anyone who suffered from depression knows this, you really have to take action, as hard as it is, because it's going to get harder. You have, to, you have to nip it in the bud. And so I have this three-day rule. I mean, the goal here is to be very practical, and I just don't give myself a choice. It's create structure around my days, make sure that I'm talking to people who lift me up, you know, I don't isolate. Working out is, you know, a number one, like that's, you you ever think about how hard it is to get to the gym? This is now very hard, that much harder, but you do it anyway. 
and um and and I know myself to be you know a very positive person and when I'm feeling that way you know something else is is happening and I I address it right away so uh you know I think everyone to one degree or another has experienced at least mild depression you know that's life and these practical tips are the things that they can do to for themselves to you know balance out so so a way to get out of that again you know I think it's very helpful for our listeners to hear that you have personally dealt with depression because depression is a very serious thing. People that have dealt with depression, um, it's very hard to explain, you know, the, the depth of what depression can do to you. And the fact that you have dealt with depression kind of uh, makes you a, a, makes you more relatable when you start talking about mood health because <laughs> You know, a lot of times we get these influencers out there that are all talking about, hey, go crush it, you know, go crush it. And uh, I remember giving a speech at a network marketing association show a couple of years ago. And it was at the time that Gary Vaynerchuk was talking about crushing it, crush it, go crush it, go crush it. Right. I got up and did a speak, speech on getting crushed. You know, we're hearing about crushing it. Let's talk about getting crushed because there are times in your life that you're going to get the crap kicked out of you. You're going to get smacked upside the head. It might be a personal situation that happens. It might be a competitor that hits you upside the head. It might, whatever. You're going, to, you're, you're going to have those moments. But what's going to hit you the most in your life is the internal conflict that you have in your brain. Right. That's what you're going to have to deal with a lot. And a lot of times inside my own brain, I'm getting crushed. I'm getting knocked out. You know, I've, I've got the, the, those limiting beliefs. I got the stuff that's holding me down. Am I enough? Am, can I do it? And that's going on in our minds all the time. And we're getting crushed and we have to figure out how not to get crushed. So I love what you talk about when you say, you know, the, the, the mood health. And you got to do things that are painful to increase the health of your mood. Like right. going to the gym. Like you said, going to the gym, it's not easy when when is it most important to go to the gym it's when you least feel like going to the gym right <laughs> that's when it's most important to go right same thing with with your moods you know certain key things to do you're you're not going to feel like doing i i think and that's a you know i've dealt with depression right part of dealing with depression is you don't feel like doing anything well there's you nothing have to do something there's nothing quite like not giving yourself a choice to do something to make you do something you just uh, you have to yeah. be your own parent. Yeah, you, know, you have to do it. You know, there's a there's a couple things that you know, dots that connect here. One of which is around earned confidence and reminding yourself that you are going to get crushed. <laughs> you know, it's just life. You know, you're going to get punched and knocked down. And the whole thing about getting back up, but you've always done that. So you might not always have the answer, but you'll know you'll figure it out because you always have figured it out. So again, it's a simple concept, but people don't really connect with it. And it really is essential that they do. And at the heart of it all is about kindness. And when, when we talk about kindness, the first thing that comes to mind is kindness toward others. But what we're really talking about here is self-kindness. And what, where, where it comes into play is if you think of just personal development and growth overall and some of the bigger concepts around self-esteem and self-love, and you know, it's kind of hard to get your arms around that. And you know, I want that. I want to feel that way about myself. Well, how do I do that? But when you look to kindness as something that's very tangible, no matter what's happening, it's a yes or a no situation. You're either being kind to yourself 
or you're not. So it gives you that barometer or stepping stone as a foundation for personal growth that'll lead to feeling that way about yourself in terms of your self-esteem. If you are someone who has a hard time saying no, you know, you're, you're a people pleaser. And when you say yes, you feel terrible for saying yes. So if you go back to that person asking you the question and you really should say no, that's an intersection of, well, would it be kind to myself to say yes to this? Because if it's not, don't do it. So that's really the practical side of, you know, applying self-kindness as your barometer for staying positive and personal growth. We are listening to Matt Zinman. He is the author of Z-isms, Insights to Live By, and the host of Insights to Live By podcasts. Uh, you can find him at LinkedIn, www.linkedin.com. Um, I guess Matt Zinman. Uh, do you have a website that people can go and see your I stuff? Do. Yeah, it's mattzinman.com. Well, check that out. How simple <laughs> can that be? Matt Zinman. Just go to mattzinman.com and check out some of your work. Great stuff. You know, this is, this is a relationship marketing show. And a lot of what you're talking about is relationship with self. And in my book, Power of Human Connection, how relationship marketing is transforming the way people succeed, there's, there's three sections. And one of the sections is the most important relationship you will ever develop and need to maintain is the one that you have with yourself. Right. And there's like five chapters on that. It's personal development type chapters on that. And that's what we're talking about today with Matt is that all important relationship that you have with self. One of the things that we say, Matt, in our relationship marketing teaching is that part of what relationship marketing is, is you need to, you need to find out who you are and give yourself away to the world. But, but in finding out who you are, get in there and find the best version of who you are. Find the best version of you. And that's what you give away to the world. How do you, how would you, advise people to do that? How, how, can, how can you go in and find the best version of you inside there? Well, you know, there's a combination here. Uh, certainly we're talking about, you know, self-discovery, self-respect, and, and the things that are about your relationship with yourself. It also gets into relationships with others. And, you know, I know, I know a thing or two about relationship marketing. Um, and my wife and I are affiliated with a particular company. Um, it's about the other person you make, you know, your goal is to give to them, give yourself of, you know, give of yourself to others genuinely. And in order for that to be as genuine and as authentic as it can be, you really have to really be in a good place with yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, and of course the, reading Z-isms would be a good way to do that. You know, reading good personal development books and podcasts and different things. You got to continually nourish yourself with positivity and that, that can be very helpful. I had a niece come to me a few years ago and we come from a large family and many people in our family have really struggled. Um, and I've struggled too, but I've also had you know, my share of successes. 
And she came to me one day and she said, you were raised in, in the same home. In fact, her, her brother or my brother is her dad. And he has had struggles his whole life. He's struggled with addictions. He's had all kinds of issues with employment. He's just, he's just, and he's a super cool, good guy, but he's just struggled his whole life. So she came to me and she said, how, like, you're all raised in the same home. What makes, what makes you succeed at your level versus your siblings and, and where they're at? And I said, listen, I, I don't know the answer to any of that. And I don't know that I'm any more or less successful than any of my siblings. I really don't. And she's, and she's like, well, my perception is, is that you are. And I want to know what you think the difference is. And I says, I, the only thing that I can tell you and that I tell people all the time, I'm where I'm at today because of my library. Now that may sound cliche. You hear people say stuff like that all the time, but literally I am where I'm at today because of my library. No doubt, of, like no doubt about it. If I didn't have my books I'd be a mess. I don't know where I would be today. The, those books, personal development books oriented type stuff have guided me to where I'm at today. And I just think it's so important. And that's why I love what you're doing. And you're going to get out there and reach a hundred million people with this positivity stuff. And I can't wait to devour your book Zisms because I love to be nourished by those kinds of great things. Thank you. Cody. So um, I, I can tell you what comes to mind when I what I think the difference is in terms of that what you just said, and it comes back to the large goals that we have. It really comes down to self belief. So if you look at the law of attraction as being fueled by gratitude, I think a lot of people are very familiar with that. Whether you believe in that or not, gratitude is really what it's about, and how important gratitude is in everyday life as that's where the joy is, right? Being in the moment and, and enriching your life through uh, feeling that. When we're talking about what you just described and right after, you know, later in the book is something called inevitability, which is where I, I would have gone in that early part of the conversation. Inevitability is fueled by self-belief, which is to say, if I believe that, and I do, I'm going to personally enrich the lives of at least 100 million people by 2025, Everything else between now and that self-belief is just an obstacle to, you know, to get through, whatever that is. So would you agree with that, Cody? Do you think that that applies for you, that self-belief might be a differentiator? Yeah, I do. But I believe a lot of my self-belief does come from that nourishment. You got to nourish your soul. Right. And right. so my, my self-belief is at a higher level because of what I expose myself to. Um, Cause I still, I still bout with depression. I still have mood swings. I still have internal conflict and battles in my mind. There are still days when I don't think that I'm enough. It, it, people think that once you've had success that all that stuff goes away, it never goes away. Not in my case anyway. I battle with those things every single day of my life. So I have to, I have to keep nourishment coming in to keep my self-belief high. And right. my self-belief, you know, belief in myself is high. It's very high, but it's because of what I expose myself to. And I, and I think that that's, that's important uh, for people to hear. Yeah, it's well so, said. I, um, 
I just want to reinforce to what you just said about optimism and pessimism applying to the same set of circumstances. So if you look at that as your meter, you're looking to your library and the things that are going to keep you on the optimistic side of seeing things the way that you want to and how you want to feel about them. Yeah, really good stuff. So Matt Zinman, the author of Zisms Insights to Live By, is going to reach 100 million people with his message in the next five years by 2025. A lot of our listeners may be asking the question in their minds right now, because let's be straight, most people don't have that big of a goal. And I venture to say most of our listeners don't have that big of a goal. So my first challenge to our listeners right now is get bigger goals. Be like Matt here and get some big goals. 100 million people, that's a big goal. Question would be, how do you plan to do that? Like what, what's the game plan in five, because five years goes by fast. So what's the game plan to reach 100 million people? It does. Well, for one, you know, coming out of it and writing the book, I mean, something that I really wanted to do, obviously, I'm not going to sell 100 million copies. I do not have that expectation <laughs> in the least. And the podcast is something that I've stepped into, which also, you know, as it grows, is going to uh, do that. But, you know, in terms of a metric, isn't going to go all the way either. I'm looking to get into inspirational speaking. Uh, I'm looking to get into things that will provide exposure that will ultimately lead to some uh, viral hits uh, on, you know, via social media. And that'll be, that'll be where the metric will be much easier to count. Well, I love, again, I love what you said at the beginning of the show is being very specific about what you expect. And you certainly have done that. And it, and it is, I believe, just like you do more than half of the battle because that's, it's there. Like it's imprinted in your brain that you're going to reach a hundred million people. And when you're that specific, then the plan will show up. It, the, the problem is, is when people aren't specific about their goals, how can you expect a plan to show up when you're not specific about your goals? So that's, that's a, a great thing that you, that you've done there. And again, you start your bio with, I'm going to reach 100 million people by 2025. That's, <laughs> I love how you do that. Thank you. So listen, Matt, we uh, really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. We know you're extremely busy and you've got some incredible things that you're working on. I always like to close our show by giving you the floor. Uh, you know, I've asked you questions today and I've kind of boxed you in with some of my thoughts. So now it's freestyle time. It's time for you to just take that mic of yours and give us those golden nuggets, those Zisms, if you will, that you think our listeners really need to hear right now. Floor's yours. Thank you, Cody. Well, first and foremost, thank you very much for having me. Thank you for your time. Thank you to your listeners for your time. Um, you know, that's what I'm talking about and leaning in. And, and that really is what gives me the greatest fulfillment. And um, I just so appreciate it. If there is any one thing that I like to reinforce, because we do cover a lot of ground here and we only got so far, right, as far as we can get in our brief conversation, is to be nothing less than kind to yourself. That, think of that as a, just a discovery that you now have this tool that you can apply to everyday life of being kind to yourself or not. And you'll find that that's going to get you in the right direction. 
if you continue to work at that. And like anything, it takes practice. It takes practice to fold gratitude into your day. It takes practice to set goals and follow through. Um, it, it really cuts across the board. So as far as the isms goes, all I, you know, it's, it's written to be read, <laughs> right? You wouldn't think that, but it's really, you know what I mean by that, I think. And it's free to read the first part. It's free to read on my website, <clears throat> excuse me, mattzinman.com. It's free to read on Amazon. And if, if you like it, then you'll, you know, you'll want to keep reading. You'll want to buy it. Um, check out the podcast, uh, which is something I hadn't planned on doing when I published the book. It really just unfolded for me afterward. So uh, that's, that's really going well. I'm suddenly on episode 20. You know, I started, wow. you know, just mid-July. And it's like, boom, you know, it's like, put, put my head down. Thank you. So, uh, so I'm just working at it and just want to connect with people. It's great to connect with you, Cody. And, you know, your audience need, you know, deserves the best for themselves and why have anything less and be nothing less than kind to yourself. I love it. I love that simple message. Be nothing less than kind to yourself. Be, be kind to self and then everything else kind of takes care of itself. So you got like some kind of fountain of youth going on. You say you're in your early fifties. You look like you're about 25. So what, what, what's the deal? I mean, you, you got some fancy cream that you put on your face or something like, how do you, <laughs> how do you that's, look so young? That's funny. Um, thank you. I, I, I'm all the credit goes to my beautiful mother. So, um, and ice hockey, there you go. I'm a lifelong ice hockey player. So staying so active. You're an athlete. And uh, so tell, tell us a little bit about your ice hockey career. Like what, where did you play and all that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, ice hockey's just been a common thread for me, right? If you get into a sport as a kid, you know, there's your friends, there's your, your influences and so forth. So uh, my high school, uh, you know, was I got in there freshman year, we're city champions. I went to Temple University near Philadelphia. I was captain junior and senior year. We were undefeated champions my senior year. I played on Team USA. Um, not the Miracle on Ice Team USA. I was just in yeah. that system and went through a European tour, um, although I was probably the last guy on the team. <laughs> in terms of a walk-on, um, I wasn't going to be going pro. And now it's kind of beer league. I guess that's really what, we're, what you could describe yeah. where I am in life. So, so uh, I still enjoy playing. Play? Yeah, still, still play. play. Yeah, a couple times so you a your teeth you have all your teeth and everything so you don't get in fights or nothing i guess or no i i'm not a fighter <laughs> you're a lover not a fighter right <laughs> no hey look you know you get scrappy at times things happen it's just part of the game but it's not an all-out thing like like you know you see on tv it's that's a rare thing to happen um and you know i just it's just a great passion of mine and you know i wish for everybody that they also have their own yeah absolutely well, listen, Matt, thanks again for being with us. Uh, appreciate it. Best wishes to you. Anything that we can do to help you reach $100 million, we're all about. Uh, we've got a strong audience here, and our audience is growing rapidly. I'd love to have you come back on the show maybe six, eight months out. Uh, we'll have a much bigger audience then, and, and I'd like to be a part of your goal. I'd like to be a part of, of, of putting more butts in the seats for, for, to listen to your message. Thank so you. appreciate all that you do and keep doing it. Just keep on doing it. For sure. Thanks again for having me. I really appreciate it, Cody. Thanks, everybody. I uh, appreciate you tuning in today. Keep coming in every single week. We've got a star-studded lineup of, of guests that are going to be coming on. 
And uh, we're just going to keep talking positivity. Remember, go out there and be kind to people, especially in today's world. Be the first person to show up with kindness. Wherever you go, be the first to show up with kindness. Take care, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. Have enjoyed this episode of the Relationship Marketing Podcast with Cody B. Be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review so that together we can get this message, The Power of Human Connection, out to the world. You can find Cody's new book, The Power of Human Connection, on Amazon or the Send Out Cards gift store.